Tony going to Afghanistan. He goes to the plane with Rhodey and Happy. It's 27 years. Um, and that's when Tony and Rhodey are having this conversation on the plane. Yep. And he's getting some sake. Tony wants some sake. But he's like, no, I don't want any sake. No, no. Next thing you know, they got stripping. They're partying. They're, and they're partying. Fucking... They're drunk. And they got the, 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 the stripper poles. Stripper poles <laughs> with, the, with the stewardesses. <laughs> yeah. They turn into stripper. Uh, before that, though, when you see the Audi, Tony Stark drives an Audi R8 in the film. It was part of a promotional deal with the MCU. Um, two other vehicles, the Audi S5 Coupe and the Audi Q7 SUV, also make appearances in the film. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that that concept has kind of gone away a little bit. Like, that was, like, a big deal, you know, having uh, a car in the movie. Like, they did that with that, and then the Transformers had the yeah, new... Uh, with the Chevys, with the Camaro, the Camaro GMC, and, yeah. Uh, it, and then of the... Um, Back to the Future, DeLoreans, yep. No, dude, yeah, uh-huh. seriously. Uh, but the uh, the Bond films... The later Bond oh, films yeah, were real yeah. big with the... Uh, Aston Martins. As, yeah, the Aston Martins. I bailed you out there, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? All right. <laughs> I I don't even know I'm how just, to make this interesting I'm anymore. Because every time I say I'm something... I'm just mess. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. You, you're not hurting my feelings. I have no feelings left to hurt. <laughs> Scott has destroyed me. <laughs> Could have a field day with this shit, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> After you call him a shit stain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so, so uh, then we go over to Afghanistan, where Stark showing off the missiles, specifically. The Jericho missiles to sell, and everybody and all the army people are like, "Oh, this is so awesome!" Because he's in front of these mountains. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> did it look like that big of a deal? No, they're just bunker bustle. I mean, they already exist. It was just uh, I didn't get it, but okay. One thing that stood out is like that. Then he, after he sells the missiles to the the army, <laughs> he has this quick phone call with Stain on this like old ass. It just shows with you how phone. how yeah. fast technology is like just. This is only. It was one of the ago. weirdest cell phones I've ever seen. Yeah, like it was it like flips sideways yeah, the, or something. The, the screen flips sideways, so it looks like a letter T. Yeah, and there's staying in bed. You know, I, I think I remember that phone, but it was like a gimmick phone, and it only lasted one. You know, like it was there, and then this, when they went to the next level, it was it. They got rid of yeah, that concept. It was only altogether. around for like six months. Yeah, because it was a stupid idea. Yeah, well, there was a lot of them at the time. Yeah. They were just trying to find the newest gimmick. What the medium is, yeah. The Blackberry Storm. Was that that what it was? No, the Blackberry, it was a touch screen, but the entire screen like went in when you pressed it. It was weird. Well, that is that the one that actually had the the keyboard where you could feel the thing on the screen? Remember that one? No. There was, it was a cell phone and like, well, first off, you had the one cell phone that the whole keyboard was on there, and you would slide it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then right after that, they came yeah. out. With, I think it was Apple that might have actually did it, like one of the earlier iPhones, where it would have the keyboard. Like, it was all glass screen. And it would have the keyboard on the thing, and, like, you could feel the keys on the screen. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was not an idea that stuck around very no, long. No, I can see why. Because I don't think it, you know, something breaks, then you're fucked. But they just went through all these different 
bullshit things. Yeah, now we're just... We're now we're talking about fucking cell phones. <laughs> Do we not want to review the movie? Because no, I'm not sure anymore. No, we are, we're reviewing it. Listen, <laughs> so far we've established, you know, he's a weapons dealer. Oh, the, one of the top weapons dealer for the United States military. Yes. He's going over to <laughs> Afghanistan to show this stuff off. Then we fast forward 36 um, hours when he was taken prisoner by the... What's wrong? No, that I'm, I'm behind, that's all. Sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. When he was um, taken prisoner by the Ten Rings, but you don't know it's the Ten Rings right now, and that has a, has a very big meaning with the Iron Man universe, which... Since it's a supplemental character, you really don't know much about, do you? Because you focus on fucking DC Comics and Fantastic Four. Anyway, I actually so don't have, like the Fantastic uh, Four. I just think that they're uh, you can't you can't go back and I'm not change going what back. You said I don't like ago. the Fantastic Four. I just think that they're a primary team uh, versus uh, the Avengers being a secondary uh, team. I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't agree with that. This is an opinion show. Uh, it's not a, a fucking news show. <laughs> Scott, Tony, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so thirty. So he fast forward thirty six hours. I know what you're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just not hiding your contempt. <laughs> so fast forward thirty six. Thing is, I love the guy. Yeah. I don't have any problem with Scott whatsoever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And I don't care that he's beating me up either. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but he had no pride left. What can you do? Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what are we doing? Okay, so Tony's in a cave uh, with his heart hooked up to a battery that this other prisoner named Yinsen made to keep the shrapnel going to his heart. So this bad guy who looks like he owns a pizza parlor in Glen Burnie comes storming in. And he's telling Stark, he's in this cave, Stark's in this cave, I want you to make these Jericho missiles for us. Right. Um, <clears throat> he shows Tony all these weapons they've captured from Stark Industries and the shit that he's calls, the Stark Industries calls. So this is one of those things where they're trying to take, it's the, the subtle storyline of, oh, he's a, you know, makes these mass weapons and all that, but you don't realize what's really happening with them. You're really hurting people. Not keeping the world fucking safe, right? Well, he's he's an all-American guy who just wants to help the United States, and then his weapons are getting in the wrong hands, they and he's getting pissed. And he, I don't think at this point he realizes that they're being sold to them. Right. I'm not he, sure. No, he doesn't realize that yet. It no. does happen in a couple scenes. Right. Well, in a few scenes, I just said. So he's tasked with building the Jericho missile. Of course, what does Stark do? He first builds this mini arc reactor for his chest that will permanently keep the shrapnel away from his heart. Because if the shrapnel gets to his heart, he's going to die. Right. Jensen even says, you know, we call this condition the walking dead because you realize people are eventually going to die from um, these weapons of war. That. Yeah, they lay it on thick a little they, bit. They really do. They really do. But it's, it's how I would expect. But I did kind of expect, watching that, hmm. uh, that the guy that was helping him, you know, you do find out that his, you know, family's dead, mm -hmm. but you expect it to be because of Stark. Mm -hmm. And you kind of expect him to turn on him, which he doesn't. But, you know, that's just... I never got the impression, but keep it going. Really? 
No, never. Okay, I, I also I never got that impression. I always thought. I mean, I know um, Jensen from the comics, so well, maybe that kind of retarded my. I, I don't things. read that much comics anymore. That's okay. That's okay. You probably spend a lot of time in the obituary section, don't you? No, no. What do you read now? Uh, dude, I work for a living. So do I. I what, what do you think I fucking do? I don't know what you do. Apparently, after all this work, this is all I do. This is a lot of fucking time <laughs> to have. That's what I, what, what I was doing last night. We were watching movie night. Movie night was Iron Man. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, someone's just miserable over there. I got to spend time with my family watching Iron Man. Your kids didn't watch this movie. Oh, yeah, they did. They did not. They got up and walked away, went and played. No, they watched the movie. They, they love themselves some Marvel, trust me. Um, meanwhile, he's building his arc reactor and these idiot terrorists who, who've established this elaborate network of, you know, through this cave and all that are looking at, like, what he's doing and they can't figure it out. He ain't building the damn missiles. Right. There ain't nothing that does it remotely looks like a missile hub or anything remotely like an explosion. Yeah, his, his, shark, his fucking uh, <laughs> chest is now glowing. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... Uh, we're introduced to Riza, who is the big, bad, bald guy. Because he's the bald guy. He's the bad... He's the leader. Yeah. He, was he in the comics, too? I believe he was. Anyway. Which episode? I mean, which... Is... I don't know. I don't have them all memorized. I'll admit that. Why I not? All, because he's not one of my favorite comic book characters, okay? If you want to look, I got my my premium over there, that little comic book... Box over there. I saw you. I saw your Sasha Banks glasses. Yeah, you like them? I I just wanted. I'm just wondering how often you wear them around. You ever seen her work out? No, I don't like Sasha Banks at all. I really, really, don't really like don't Banks? like Sasha Banks. Hmm. Hmm. I think she's going to either really severely hurt herself or hurt someone else. I would agree with that. She is not a very good wrestler. No. But we'll I'll hold on to that just in case we have time to You'll do hold on to that. So something else. So Reza comes in, he actually picks up the he's storming around wondering why there hasn't any missiles produced. Where's the Jizza? The Jizza. He uh he picks you have up no idea what I'm fucking talking about, do you? It's something to do with the Wu Tang clan, okay? I don't listen to the Wu Tang clan because I don't like them. All right. I don't read. The fucking Avengers, because I don't like them. How about that? I don't read Batman anymore either, because it's nonsense now. It's all nonsense. It's been taken over by a bunch of 20-year-olds. All year of olds. the fucking things suck. It's all been taken over by a bunch of 20-year-olds who just write bullshit. Okay? It's what it is. It is what it is. There's no intelligence anymore. Comics suck. So Reason walking around the cave, realizing there's nothing built, he actually picks up the CAD drawings for the suit mm-hmm. that he's building and just completely ignores it. But if you remember the, from the previous scene, like it was like one of those weird things where if you overlaid yeah. all the CAD drawings, they were drawings, all overlaid on top of each other. You know, it's like he picks. <laughs> okay, I guess. You know, I, I guess so. Um, so then he leaves. Then they quickly build the prototype Iron Man armor. Um, then all of a sudden, there's a scene where the terrorists see that Stark's no longer there. What's happening is Yin's in his button him up. 
They're about to get them with the terrorists thrown away. And Stark has the hot wire, the, the door to the cave with some explosions. Terrorists try to get in. Blows up. That's when all hell breaks loose. Yinzen just runs off saying you need more time because they start uploading the code to the suit. Of course, there's that, that famous bar that goes across the screen that shows you how much has been uploaded. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm you know. I'm listening. So Yenzin's like, you need more time, picks up a machine gun, goes after the terrorist by shooting it at the ceiling. And then he they completely them. fucking steal the Han Solo scene from Empire Strikes Back. They do. Explain that. He's running down the thing with the goddamn machine gun, and then he turns the corner, and there's a whole group of fucking terrorists right there. Right there. Just like Han Solo in Star Wars when he's running down after the stormtroopers, and he walks around the corner, and there's a group of fucking stormtroopers mm-hmm. right there. You don't think that that was a stolen No, it's, it's stolen. I mean, you know. So Yenzin gets himself killed. Our I man, think that was his name, Han Solo. Han Solo. I'm not to- totally sure, you know. I'm not an expert when man, it comes to Star Wars. You're really rattled, aren't you? So, uh, uh, so Iron Man powers, Tony Stark powers the original Iron Man suit up, goes and blows a living shot of everybody. Just blows them all up, torches all his weapons, and then flies out of there. Ends up crash landing in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it runs out of power. And runs it out of power. Crash, crash lands. Crash lands, and the helicopters end up um, right around the fucking corner. Right that, around the that's corner. That's the best part. You just, know? They're just happening. They were right. They were literally two miles away the whole time that he's been in this cave. Yeah, for three months. So he like, was what there the for fuck, three months. Dude. Yeah. Um, I see the cave that imprisons Tony Stark was a 150 to 200 yard long set, which had to be built in movable forks to allow greater freedom for the film's crew. It also had to be air conditioned because the caves were cold. They're very cold. Remote caves are very cold. Um, Yinsen mentions a meeting between himself and Tony Stark at a tech conference, which Tony doesn't remember because he's too drunk. This actually is the opening scene in Iron Man 3. The shitty movie that is called Iron Man. Oh, okay. Um, and the Stark industry weapons the terrorists are carrying are actual weapons, but mostly is Yen Singh in that? In that, is, is, did they bring back the same guy and have him in that scene? Yes, Sean Tubb. Oh, okay, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the source code that appears on the computer screen in the Afghan cave is C C uh, C programming language. You would know that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's go on from there. This is interesting because this brings up, like, the whole villain conundrum as well because you have uh, the, the Iron, uh, the Ten Rings, which are associated with probably Iron Man's most famous villain, Mandarin. Right. But. Which that I did actually know about. Mm-hmm. In, when, I, when the movie first came out, I either remember reading an article about it or I happened to try to find it on my own because I saw the image in the back of the cave. Mm-hmm. And I think I just tried to find what it was because I knew it was going to be like a bigger deal mm-hmm. eventually. It I just was. didn't know at the time. And the Mandarin, in my opinion, what they did with the Mandarin character was exceptionally disappointing. It, they just emasculated him. Yeah, I mean, Ma- Mandarin ended up with the fucking rings at one point in time with the Infinity Gauntlet, yes, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Everybody ended up with it, okay, apparently. 
I'm asking. You know, you've read the goddamn comics. I'm serious. Did he or did he not? No, I he thought didn't. He, no, he didn't. He never ended up with. He any. never ended up no, with any of the never. rings. Then what did what did he have? The power. You're talking about the Infinity Gauntlet. He never ended up with the Infinity Gauntlet. What did he have? He, he had, had ten s- ring. He had ten rings, but they weren't the Mandarin's powers. Oh, okay. Ten rings, but they are not the Infinity Stone. That's why I asked. I don't oh, know. I'm you're sorry. the re- you're the one who read the fucking thing. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I asked the question. I'm sorry. So. He didn't have the Infinity. Gauntlet. So what were the what were the ten rings then? I'm not. I don't know. They were just the ten rings that like represented different powers that he had. But it was. But it was none of them had anything to do with the Infinity no, Gauntlet stones. No, no. Okay, that's why I was asking because I I, okay. now, I misunderstood that. I thought okay. that that he had gotten the Infinity Gauntlet and that's where he was getting his power from. Oh, okay. No, no. The ten rings are different because I thought he came after. The Infinity Gauntlet. No, he was before the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, okay. He's been around for a while. I didn't know. I I didn't read Iron. I'm Man. not shitting on. I'm just letting you know he's been around for a while. Well, let's do let's do talk about. It. So originally, our, Iron Man's he was Mandarin was supposed to be the film's villain, but John Fuvra felt him to be too fantastic and dated, so he rewritten it. Dated? Yeah, dated. Wow. He cited Star Wars in case. I looked at the Mandarin more like how in Star Wars you had the Emperor. But Darth Vader is the guy you want to see fight. Then you work your way to the time when lightning bolts are shooting out of the fingers and all that stuff could happen, but you can't have what happened in Star Wars. Return of the Jedi happened in Star Wars, A New Hope. Uh, well, considering we both know that that was the original plan. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, dude. Like, the Mandarin, I remember... When I the little bit that I knew about the Mandarin was he was an extremely strong character, mm-hmm. and he was pretty much a primary villain to Stark. Uh, yeah, Stark, and I think wasn't he involved? I don't know Fantastic if he was involved with Avengers. I think he was involved with the Fantastic. I think was he? Inv- was he involved with uh, Strange? With Doctor Strange, it could Cause be because I know that, that there was a lot universe. of crossover, especially yeah. in the eighties. I think he was with Strange. I think you nailed it right there. Let's see. According to Favre, it was difficult to find a proper opponent for Iron Man to face, since he wanted the film to remain grounded in reality as much as possible, like yeah. a fucking flying suit. Yeah, it was decided to have a foe in the film who would serve as a parallel of Stark. Well-known enemies like Titanium Man and Crimson Dynamo were considered, but finally a lesser-known Ironmonger was chosen to be Iron Man's adversary. Which they never even use that name in the fucking movie, do they? No, they don't. No. He reference, he does reference, you know, come on, Tony, we're Ironmongers oh. at one point. That's about it. Um, but as far as Mandarin goes, the organization that kidnaps Stark is called the Ten Rings that compromised Mandarin's arsenal. Commandment Raza speaks of Genghis Khan in Asia. Commandment Raza is seen occasionally fiddling with ornate gold ring. The rings are worn by Stark, Stane, Rhodes, and Raza. That is to say, those in positions of power. So, and Raza says he's an alien cyborg, member of a space pirate gang known as Star Jammers. Here, he's just the leader of the Ten Rings. Okay. So they pick up Tony. He arrives in the tarmac to much fanfare. That's where he realized he's been gone for three months. Stane greets him for this pe- press conference, and that's where we see uh, Agent Coulson. Yes, um, which I thought was kind of cool to see him mm-hmm. for the first time, knowing how important he became. Mm-hmm. Very important, exactly. It was a nice, the way that they, they wrote it was, was great. So yeah. 
he has this big com this big press conference, and that's when Stark says, "You know what? I am uh, good. Stark Industries is going to stop producing these weapons of mass destruction." And that's when Stain's like, "Ho, ho, ho! Our stock price is going to take a hit." Yeah. Um. Do you like Jim Cramer? No, I think he's annoying. I thought I think he's annoying too. He's just you know he's a spad. During the Mad Money Jim, so there's that Jim Cramer segment after the happened the press conference happens like sell Stark Industries. They're not doing any more money. Um, during the Mad the the segment the upper um, New York Stock Exchange and lower Nasdaq tickers are filled with quotes of fictional companies named after various Mad Money production staff such as George Manassees and Regina Gilgan. Mm, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that either. So then we switch to Stark, who is in his garage right now. He's making a new arc reactor um, that is, I guess, updated and has the proper tools. Well, than the other one was going to die. Yeah, the other one was going to die. Which so. I found that weird, too. Like, they talked about, this has only got 15 minutes of lifespan. How does it. he know? It, it, when he's building it, don't you remember that he's like, this could power something for you know very big for 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. But then once he gets back, like, and of course, once we get to the end of the movie, he has to put that back in his. Now, granted, he knows he doesn't. It it says it doesn't have full power, mm-hmm. but he manages to beat a Our bigger mon- yeah. fucking, you know, monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know because he's Iron Man, dude. I know, but it's just it, it's just. I know improbable. It's, it's it's improbable. I agree. It's improbable. So that's when uh, he gets Pepper Potts to put the new. Like, he plays a game of Operation. Yeah. You put the new... He takes the old one out. Uh, and puts and the don't new, touch the sides. Don't yeah. touch the sides, like Operation. He puts the new... She puts the new one in, and he's like, throw... She's like, what do you want me to do with the old one? He's like, throw it away, but she doesn't. Yeah. And that's very and important. She gets all the snot on her hands and all that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Downey Jr. wore a prosthetic uh, chest in this part, and they use the same technique... To avoid uh, showing the lines that they used in Star Trek First Contract when the Borg Queen was introduced to try to hide the prosthetics of the light showing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Stark then shows up at uh, Rhodey, who is uh, giving a tour to the other Air Force guys, needs to talk to them. Um, that nothing really. So that about that scene? No. Just that Rhodey's like, you're going insane. What are you doing? That and, you know, he's making fun of Rhodey. So it just kind of shows that those two are very Mm -hmm. close friends, even though they never really explain why they're close friends. Yeah. So. And this is when we start to see Tony back in the garage. He's starting to make the new Iron Man. Like he's um, coming up with the new design using Jarvis. Um Meanwhile, the terrorists find the old Iron Man parts in the desert. Um, Downey eventually tries on like just bits of the exoskeleton, the boots, and the hands. You see him like it, this is a really funny ass part of the movie. Yeah, when he's like recording himself doing the test, so you get the point of view of the camera, and then he's like, and I don't think that that level of comedy existed again until probably the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Let me think here. Yeah, Thor. Because no. there is a lot of humor in that scene. There's yes. a lot of humor earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely peppered in a lot of humor throughout this movie in comparison to a lot of the other M- MCU movies. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Christ, the Dark World, which was shit. Oh, it was just shit. 
I don't know that there was really any real humorous scenes. I, I think there was a couple missed scenes where they tried to like throw out a one-liner, but overall it took itself way too seriously and mm-hmm. it was not a good movie to begin with. No. Versus then you had Guardians of the Galaxy, which propelled Ragnarok. Now, Ragnarok, on the other hand, Fantastic. much, much better film. Love Ragnarok. And a lot more comedy in, oh. infused with the story. Yeah, Ragnarok is leaps and bounds different than the first two Thors. Yeah. The first two Thors were very dry. Now, th- and the other that's the the other reason I didn't like Captain America the First Avenger was it was just so fucking boring. Like there was very plotting. It was very, very like let's very tell gray. a story and I'm like, "Okay, I like the story, but at the same time it's so fucking boring, dude." It is. And you're not lighting the, lightening the mood like you did with Iron Man. Yeah, you got to have that that Or Hulk, even Hulk had a lot more comedy in it. I never saw it, Hulk. I never You never saw the Incredible Hulk? I saw one of them, the one with um <sighs> Ed Norton? No, the other one. The Amp Lee one with uh fucking Oh Jesus, what is that dude's name? He's a douchebag. That one. Yeah. Eric Bana. Yes, that one. Yeah. He's a douchebag. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. So, anyway, uh, this Tony tries taking off, but he ends up doing a backflip back. That wasn't MCU, one. by the way. That wasn't, no. That was no, before the, MCU. The that second was one was Incredible Hawk was. Yeah. The, the, the one that you just said was like 2000, 2001. That sucked. Yeah. Amp Lee is the one that made uh, the cowboy movie. Um, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So Tony, uh, then Pepper Potts comes down and says, you know, uh, Stain's here to see you. So Tony cleans up, goes Unless up. Unless I'm wrong, because I, I've been wrong no, a lot you're, lately. No, you're not wrong. Don't worry about it. You're not wrong. Tony goes up to see Stain, who's playing on the piano. Um, the, the, the piece that he's playing on the piano was written by 18th century composer Antonio Solaria. Solaria is best known as the jealous rival of Wolfgang Abeneus Mozart and was said to have murdered Mozart. This serves as an appropriate parallel of Stark and Stain's relationship in film. Hmm. So Stain pretty much says the stock is tanking. He just came back from New York. They're worried about him. Tony's like, nah, don't care. Give me a slice of pizza. And Stain's like, what are you doing down there? Tony's like, you can't come down and see what I'm doing. You can't, you can't come down and see what I'm doing at all. So Tony goes back, um, puts on doing more of the uh, work on the Iron Man suit, and this is when he actually is able to stabilize himself, and he starts flying over his various cars, yeah. all these fancy sports cars, one of which is a Tesla Roadster, which hadn't been released to production yet. Um, ends up flying over all his awesome cars. I don't know. You see the evolution of the Iron Man suit. Yeah, and, that, and that's one thing... It's w- w- one of the things that I was going to point out before we started doing the review was mm-hmm. this is they took their time to get to the battle. Mm-hmm. They showed where, you know, his ingenuity and how he fails yes. and he gets he does better yeah. and then he fails again and he does. Be- I thought that was important to build the character yes. of Tony Stark. Whereas when you look at a lot of these other movies, they're just instantly great. Yes, they're instantly awesome. And it's awesome. just like, ugh, dude. I mean, he he tripped and fell more than he succeeded. Right. And then they lose that concept when they move forward because, like, by the time you get to three 
and he's just like, you know, I, 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 he, you know, he touches his testicle, and then suddenly the fucking Iron Man suit comes just from comes, a million miles away yeah. and just puts itself on him. Yeah. It's just, it's just, what the fuck, dude? I don't. How, where, how did you get from this to that? And you're, they never really show that ingenuity yeah. anywhere in, and why I is agree. this being it, used anywhere? It else? should be. It should be. It should be. I mean, but it's not. Everybody wants a quick payoff now. Yeah, but that's why I said, going back to watch this movie, it's like, holy shit, this is a completely different film than anything else in the MCU. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. This is why I really dig the MCU, was because of this film. I thought this movie was great. It was, was, yeah. When it came out, dude, I was fucking over the moon. It was awesome. I was real excited about this. I I mean, because I loved... I loved... Many people shit on it nowadays, but the Spider-Man trilogy, the the Remy Spider-Man trilogy, I love that. Now, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, they sucked. I never saw those. Both of those were horrible. Um, but then, like, the the Batman, the first two Batman movies, I thought were great. Then the second two Batmans were total shit. You mean of the reboot? No, the 89 and the 91. So Batman and Batman Returns, I love those movies. But then... Uh, when, when For, Batman Forever well, and the Batman other and one, Robin. Batman and Robin, those both stunk. stunk. Even though I like, you know, uh, 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 Jesus, I was about to say Christian Slater. Um, Chris O'Donnell. No, not Chris O'Donnell. The, uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, thank you. Um, I like Val Kilmer a lot. But and George Clooney. You like, you no, like George Clooney I'm a lot, I'm not a big too. fan of George no, Clooney. Yeah, that's not what you told me. Well, I was must have been lying because I don't like George Clooney. <laughs> okay, only lying to yourself. I didn't like the fucking show. Either. So, so he. You ends know what up... I like George Clooney when he guest starred on the fucking Golden Girls. Look it up. So Robert Downey Jr. finally ends up donning the full Iron Man suit. He ends up. Remember that he ends up going to. Yeah, because he's going to save these people that are in in the village. That's yes, the first th- first time you see him in the full suit is when he goes and flies over to save people from the Jericho. Wait a minute. That's no, wait. A oh minute. no, you're no, right. No, 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 he no. does the flight test. He does the yeah, flight test. That's first. what I was getting to. But it's he, not painted. It's not painted. It's all yeah, silver. It's still. all silver shit, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's all silver shit. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. Oh, man, Scott's going to well, dude, I'm not even looking at this anymore. I don't even know what page we're on. I don't know where we're at. So he flies up into uh, over his house in California. And he goes out into space, doesn't he? He, goes, he tries to go and, up to space. And he gets yeah. iced over. Yes. Um, flies all over the damn place. Roughly 450 separate pieces made up the Iron Man suit. They're about, there's about five sets of armors, all inspired by the Iron Man comics. You have Mark I armor, which is the first suit. Is the constructed of iron, which yeah. we saw. Mark II is a silver suit prototype that Stark develops. Um, this also can count as a war machine armor. Mark III is the final red and gold armor. Um, then you have um, Mark Four and Five, whatever the Golden Centur- Avenger and Silver Centurion. See, also that the special effects that you see are made by Stan Winston, and this was his last. He's a famous. Uh, what scene are we on? We're on, we're on the scene where scene on uh, ten. Scene oh, okay, 10. sorry. Scene 10. And then I am right with you. 
Um, as Tony is about to test his completed prototype shoot, one of the sound effects heard as he boots up Jarvis is, uh, with the mapping radar, is a ship zap effect from the classic arcade game Space Invaders, 1978. That's when he thought the Infinity Gauntlet was uh, released. Yeah. When Tony it. flies too high and his suit is rendered inoperable-wise, uh, it contains many similarities to the tale of Icarus. His, his uh, Hubris drives him, climb too high, even as Jarvis warns him of the danger. In much the same way Icarus flew too close to the sun against the device of his father Daedalus, causing his wax holding the wings to his body as he melted from the heat. Interesting. Also notice that uh, Eddie Gradnov designed a billboard poster of Iron Man's nemesis, the alien dragon, Fing Fang Foom from the film. This poster can be seen when Stark, while testing the Mark II armor, flies straight down the road. Remember Fing Fang Foom? Yeah. The big-ass dragon? He was, yeah. in, he was in the one Marvel. Uh, that one, was it, um, what is that one game? It was a really good game, the Marvel game. Fing Fang Foom was in there. I remember one with Fing Fang Foom, but I don't remember the name. It was like the top-down view. You start out with being the Ultimate Avengers, Avengers or... Something like that. You know, you start out with as the Avengers in, yeah. that, in that because the Avengers were prominent. You know. Yeah, but that was much later. That wasn't an early game. It was uh, 2005, 2006. Yeah, that's my point. Like, in the 1980s, you didn't have an Avengers game. You had an X-Men game. You had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But there was no Avengers game. I wonder why. Because they were below the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the scale of awesomeness. So there's this Disney party. <laughs> so Tony returns home when he crashes through the uh, ceiling, and that's when his like robot arm sprays him again. There's, there's that on again, off again relationship with his robot arm. Yeah. You know, he keeps on telling him, don't you spray me. Every time there's an accident as he's developing, he gets sprayed, and this is one of those, you know. Uh, it's a great scene it's because scene. it's funny. It's, and yeah. then, uh, you know, later on when essentially the robot arm saves his life at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yeah. What, what the fuck are you doing today? <laughs> Seriously, you're like talking about me, but you are just... Every time I say something, you give me nothing back. <laughs> and then you say something, and it's like I'm trying to bite into whatever the fuck you're saying, and then you're just like, eh, and then you try to move on. What the hell are you doing to me today? <laughs> You're just just uh, straight up fucking with me is what it is. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Try and get to the damn movie. We're, okay, we're then gonna, go. We're gonna, we're gonna, I won't. We're all time. We're fine. We're fine. So there's this there's this party now. There's this Disney party or something. Yes. Where Stark wasn't going to go, but he decides to go. He yeah. didn't get an invite. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he ends up meeting Pepper Potts there, who uh, he dances with, and Potts is bitching about. Um, SJW shit about dancing with her boss, you know. Shouldn't be I think it, it's legitimate? It's legitimate at this point. Okay, I don't think it was SJW. It's just like, okay, you're my boss, and everybody knows that you sleep with every everybody, woman around yeah. you, and now you're basically putting me in a situation where people are going to think that you're you sleeping, know, sleeping I'm with fucking you. you. Yeah, okay. I mean that's that's legit. That's legit. Okay, this is a really important scene because this is when he runs into the girl that he slept with, a journalist. Yes. And she reveals to him, how do you feel about your weapons um, killing all these people? Right. 
And that's where we lead into the scene with him yes, flying over ex- to save exactly. them. Exactly. But he also runs in the stain after that meeting with him, with mm-hmm. her. She, she, gives him, she gives him the pictures. But this is really, this is really cool. Um, well, he's already been thrown out of the company at this point, right? Well, almost, almost. So this short conversation, she hands him the pictures. Um, before that, uh, he has a joke referring to Carrie Christine when he doesn't, he doesn't know his name. And that was supposed to be referring to Stephen King's, uh, two of Stephen King's most acclaimed novels. Right. So, um, also, I thought it was interesting. You're listening to this music throughout the entire movie. It was actually composed by Raman Dijwada. I know I'm just destroying his name. Favre wanted him to compose to keep the chord music on heavy guitar, which he felt suited Iron Man best. Dijwada mm-hmm. Also does the theme music for Game of Thrones. Oh, that's cool. Which is which is a phenomenal show, and that's about to start. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it. <sighs> so uh, he runs in the Obadiah Stain. And How many seasons are there of Game of Thrones? Seven, and this will be the eighth and final one. Okay. How many episodes a season? Like ten? Uh, usually it was ten. Last the last seven la- season was eight, and the season's going to be six. The final season six. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I you actually should, want to watch you it. You should watch it. You should watch it. Because I think it's on Netflix. I'm not no, sure. It's, but if it's not, it's on demand. You should watch it. I'm just telling you, you should watch it. So he tells Stain about the weapons being used, and Stain's like, I filed an injunction against you, Tony. Yeah. You're on your way out. Yeah, he's the one that filed the injunction, yeah. not the board. Yeah, not the board. <laughs> and And the character change is so quick and so good. Just like, yep. You know, he's he's like Uncle, you know, Uncle Joe Biden there for the whole movie. <laughs> and then suddenly he turns into like just a monster it, almost immediately. Well, you would say that it, it, it's all immediately, but there was warnings. Like when he went to go see, visit Tony at his house, warning him about the stock prices. You got to do something. Oh, no, I, I yeah. understand that it... Yeah. You, anybody with half a brain could have knew that he was the one that set him up the yeah. whole time. I'm just saying the character, as in the way he was playing it. Oh, yeah. Like he, just, he, even when he's like, oh, yeah, but you know, you got to pay attention to the stock price. The stock price yeah. is falling 40 points. He wasn't like being a dick no, about it. No, he wasn't. He, he was just, Uncle Joe yeah. the whole goddamn movie until that scene, mm. and it flipped like a switch. And, and even his facial expression. If you watch that scene very closely, his facial expression yeah, just gets, changes rapidly. It's awesome. It's really good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so Tony goes back to his garage. I mean, his yeah, his, his garage, because he's going to go get revenge for the, right. against those terrorists. He's got to test out his hand cannons first, the, the, the pulse la- uh, lasers. Pulsar yeah, pulses from, or whatever the hell correct. it was. And when he's testing them out, you see several airplane models on, on behind Arc him on the shelf. Including a C one hundred and thirty Hercules, an XB seventy Valkyrie, um, that was a jet from the nineteen fifties, um, and intended as a bomber capable of Mach three, um, never became uh, operational. So Tony ends up flying over to Afghanistan, blows the living shit out of the terrorists. This includes one of the, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, where he sees a tank. Fires a missile at it yeah. and starts walking towards the camera, yeah. and you see the tank blow up in the background. That and scene, coupled with the very next scene where there's all these terrorists and they're standing behind <laughs> the the people, oh, yeah. and like human shields, and then he just does this 
and then shoots out the missiles yeah. and just kills them all Target, immediately. Yeah, it's just they all, they all awesome. fall over just like that. Two scenes in a row that were yep. just so awesome. He ends up getting the uh, Glen Burnie pizza place guy, parlor guy. Remember, yeah. he tries to hide behind the uh, stone wall. Yeah, he just punches iron. through the wall and then leaves it. Leaves yeah. him there to be beating the shit out of him. Yeah, then throws him, throws him to the people. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so the Air Force... But Ford, then, he, going back to my theme from earlier... Every time he builds himself up, he gets beat down. So right after that, he ends up getting into the firefight with the F-11s. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was F-11s, I don't know what the hell it was. They look like F-11s to me. Mm-hmm. What were they? Do you know? F-22s. See, I'm completely off. I think F-11s are like paper airplanes or something. Anyway, so... No, they're you not. See, you see Tony... Well, huh? They are not, dude. F-11s? Yeah. Were there ever something called F-11s? Yes. Really? What were they? I don't know. Look them up. Well, look them up right Maybe now. they were older. Well, it keeps so on. F-22s or F-16, and what is the other one? The F-30? It's F-11. I'm going to find what the F-11 is right here. Is it there or not? Uh, yes, it was a single, the F-11 Tiger. Single engine Roman. jet. Super, yeah, single single seat carrier supersonic jet. Okay, then I I said I just ask a question, you agree with me, like I, and then that just makes me look like an asshole. I'm just asking. I don't know fucking jets from shit. Oh, it's okay. They're I'm not mine. a military man. Okay, that's fine. I'm a goddamn shitty programmer. That's all I am. Angry programmer. Yes, I'm very angry. <laughs> that's obvious. They could have been F-22. They could have been F-16s, right. too, couldn't they? Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What the fuck did they fly? This is where you can do the Terrence Howard thing, by the way. This is where I have it. I have here. no opinion on this anymore. I had one <laughs> an hour ago. Now I've lost all, you know. I can't even finish fucking sentences anymore. I, I'm that frustrated. <laughs> so I'm smiling. So, so this is the part where he takes off, and then the Air Force or the Army is like, wait a second, there's an unidentified aircraft over this space. Yeah. And uh, they're like, do you know anything about this roadie? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then Stark calls him, saying, yes. you know, get these guys off my ass. That's when the two, the two F-22s come after him. Um, Was that a dig? No. It felt like a dig. No, I have it right here. F-22s on the paper. We were keeping up. I'll put a lot of work in this. The pilots in the F-22 jets are codenamed Whiplash 1 Whiplash 2. If I sat here and read this fucking thing while you were trying to do the story, mm. what what exactly would I be doing other you know, because I wouldn't be commenting on it. No, anything. you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And I just, I, you know, I don't know jets, dude. I don't. So That's okay. I, You're still I, stuck F-11 with the jets? F-11 is a jet. I know it's it was a, jet. a legitimate de- jet. jet. F-22 is a jet, too. Yes. So the Whiplash is actually a supervillain. And an F-16 in, is a jet, right? Yes, it is. It's a real thing. I'm yes. not making that up it, either. It's correct, I? right. But the Whiplash Well, is, you said that I was making up the F-11. You legitimately said <laughs> that. I might have, or I might just cut that out. <laughs> I would keep it in there. I would never do You're going to leave everything <laughs> in there because it embarrasses the shit out of me. <laughs> no, it's not. You only cut out your own faux pas. <laughs> like, I don't listen to this shit, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I know you're listening to the car. You're like, here it comes. Here it comes when Jimmy fucks up. Clip. Yes. <laughs> exactly. This was the only movie for Terrence Howard to play Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. Yes. Go on. 
Come on. I want to hear your opinion on this. But, well, what do you think? I mean, did you prefer Terrence I prefer, yeah, absolutely, 100% over Cheadle. Absolutely. Okay, why? Cheadle's annoying. I don't like Tom Cheadle. I just, something, it's just some, some people irk you. Uh, He's one of those people. One of those and I feel the exact same way about Terrence Howard. That he annoys you? Yes. Whereas I like Cheadle. Um, what, do, what do you not like about Cheadle? He's annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I prefer Cheadle. John Favreau. And, and honestly, I understand the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, basically what happened was he wanted more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he felt like, because Robert Downey Jr. was getting a huge payday right, going into Iron Man 2. To, that's right. And uh, he insists that he was the one that brought Robert Downey Jr. into Iron Man oh, in really? the first place. Interesting. So he got real pissed off, and he thought that Robert Downey Jr. was going to... Look out for him. Look out for him, make a big fuss, maybe even threatened to leave the movie if they didn't pay him more. Yeah, it's going to happen. And essentially... It's not going to happen. You know, they said, fuck you, and got Don Cheadle, who I thought was a better actor. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. Didn't he win an Oscar for Hotel Rwanda? Or um, I I, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't like Don Cheadle. That doesn't mean you, you don't know knowledge. Don't know the knowledge. Hotel... Rwanda. Rwanda. Uh, awards. Uh, Satellite Award for Best Actor won Don Cheadle. Well, then I guess he didn't win an Oscar because that oh, would I'm probably g- be listed. I'm first. getting. You know, you know, the Satellite Awards be listed first. I don't. I mean, with the Satellite Award, what the fuck is that? He was nominated for the Oscar for uh, yeah, Best Performance by an Actor for the Golden Globe as well. Mm. Um, okay, well, it doesn't matter because you don't like him, so that's all that really matters. He did win the BET Awards for Best Actor in that movie, along with the African-American... Does that count, dude? Seriously, I don't mean to be... A dick, but does the BET awards count? I don't know. I'm looking. He didn't win the Image Awards, though. Who won that one? Man? Find out. It doesn't matter. I liked him from Family Guy. I that movie was a another Nick Cage movie where he played basically like the Jiminy Cricket type character in that movie. Um, I really enjoyed Ray, that. Ray won that. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. That, yeah, that's bad timing, dude. Like, that was a good flick, too. Outstanding performance in a youth children's series special was won by Raven Simone, and that's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> And now she eats children. <laughs> she eats anything she can get her hands on. Jesus Christ. If she was a comic book superhero, a buffet line would be her real villain. <laughs> I need to save the children, <laughs> but I have to finish this whole section of the buffet first. What do you mean a thousand items? Does that include condiments? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I yeah. must get my energy up. <laughs> if I can just pass these 10 egg rolls I ate last night. Oh, God. <laughs> so Stane's watching Rhodey's conference because um, we've, you know, the whole sequence, the F-22s, Brody's got to say what happened with that. They're right. saying it was just training. There, there's a accident. whole joke about it. Like, what are you going? What are you going to tell it is, Brody? And Brody's like, I, I can't. I don't know what to think of. It's just a training accident. So there's a whole thing. Um, that's when Potts comes down and sees Iron Man or Tony Stark disrobing. When Obadiah Stane watches Brody at during the press conference, you'll see an expensive chess set on the table, which goes back to his character in the comics, where he created a group called the Chessmen to attack Stark Industries. And when Pepper discovers Tony dis- de- removing the damaged Iron Man suit, there's that Captain America shield in the uh, scene as well. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was half. like the one. But I thought it was a half shield or something, wasn't it? Uh, like, or maybe it was just it's half just, painted no, it's, or something no, like it was, that. It was the shield. It was the shield. You can see the shield. It may have not have been painted, but it was the shield. And that was like the one Easter egg everybody noticed. You know, it's like, oh, look, there's Captain America's shield. Right. And it was painted. It was painted. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. I just yeah. don't remember. So. Then you see. Obadiah. I remember the shield being in there, but I could have sworn it was like half painted or some nonsense. He like had that. it. He had it because he was pretending it was Captain America. So Stane visits the terrorists, the, the the Ten Rings in the uh, the desert, and that's when Raza saying, "You know what? If you make me this uh, suit or something like that, blah blah blah." It's revealed that Stane actually paid the terrorists to kill Stark. Um, but Stane ended up fucking him over with the ear thing. There's just like this ear. Th- your device where it paralyzes them. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like it sent out some kind of like a sonic wave. Supersonic or, wave that, you know. And it made them paralytic. Turns their brain into mush where they can't No, it anything. made them paralytic. paralytic. They, couldn't, they couldn't move. That's right. Um, because he doesn't actually show them killing them. No, but they show them killing the, when he walks out to the desert. All see, the people are dead. The or Actually, dead. they're not. They're on their knees, and he's like, take care of it. And, and then he gets in the truck, and as he's driving away, you hear the gun shoot. You hear the gun shoot, shoot. But none of it's on screen. None of on screen. Yep, you're right. Um, Which I don't know why they chose that, but they just did. Probably something to do with the race. I don't know. We're trying to keep it as nice for kids as possible. So Tony, back, at, uh, back in California, Tony tells Potts to go to his office and download some files. Um, wants to find his weapons and destroy all of them. He figures his stain knows where they're at. So that's when Potts goes to the office. Starts downloading the shit. Stain walks in. There's this very uneasy, you know, back like and tense forth. Scene. Very tense scene where they both know something's going on, but he can't do anything. And he starts, she starts leaving. Um, and he goes and realizes that he she downloaded something. But on her way out, he she runs into Colson as well. Right. Saying, you know, follow me. You know, we'll, we'll take care of this. Um Really important, when Pepper Potts is downloading a set of the secret files, the authorization on one of the documents is listed as Lebowski. Was it? I yes. guess I didn't see it. Yes, pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so Tony's at home. That's when Stane ends up visiting him, uses the ear thing to paralyze him. And steals the art and reactor. And steals the rea- art reactor from Tony's chest. Um. We realize that, you know, Stan is corrupt, et cetera, et cetera. Tony struggles to get down to the, uh, that's what I'm sorry. Potts calls Rhodey, says Stan's corrupt, et cetera, et cetera. Tony struggles to get down to his garage because 
There's, he doesn't basically have a heart now. He doesn't have a heart. Correct. He needs that. His old arc reactor. It doesn't make any sense because it, the arc reactor is just supposed to be keeping the shrapnel out of his, his heart. heart. So why he doesn't have the energy to go move? I, none of that makes any fucking sense to me. Nothing. Nothing. But he goes down there to try to get the uh, old arc reactor that Potts put on like a little trophy case for him. And that's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he acts like it's keeping him alive, but it doesn't make fucking sense because, because it's supposed to keep, as you said, the shrapnel it's just away a from the electromagnetic heart. Uh, uh, yeah. field to keep the shrapnel from his heart. So right. essentially, he had six days. It was kind of like the six finger punch or whatever the hell it was called mm-hmm. at the uh, end of Kill Bill, where you know he takes two steps and then he dies, that kind of thing. Yeah, but. This is a case where he had a couple days before it would have killed him. Right. Because right. he was the walking dead. Walking dead, exactly. But doesn't make sense. No, right? it doesn't. It's, it's kind of a loophole in the story. No, it's just we're so fucking dumb that we forgot. We just forgot, yeah. It's, it's been 40 <laughs> this, is, this is not powering him down. Yeah, it's been 50 minutes since they explained that, so we already forgot. We're being right. oohed and by him we're flying through the air. Fucking with... stupid Americans. Yeah. Um,. So he struggles again in the garage, but his uh, to get the the uh, old arc reactor before it goes to cardiac arrest, he barely gets to it. Of course, but of course, the robot arm ends up getting it for him. Right, which is the scene I was talking about earlier. Yes. I, I like that scene. I think it's yeah. Um, meanwhile, Stain puts the new arc reactor, the one he stole from Tony. But in- how sad is it that we actually attribute? Some kind of an emotion Motion to a robotic to a robotic arm. arm. Yeah, isn't that sad? It's fucking. There's a lot really of weird. there's a lot of people in the world now that are attributing emotions to uh, female robots in brothels. Oh, I don't get it. I do not get it. Yeah, I don't know either, dude. I don't. I don't keep up with the times. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I only keep up with the post. So Stain puts the arc reactor into his suit, the Ironmonger. Yep. Terrence uh, Rhodey finds Tony on the ground. Of the, uh, of his um, lab, the lab, whatever, and this is the whole scene Garage. where, um, and then Shield shows up at Stark Industries to arrest Stain. Stain, correct. But Stark at back in his garage, he's up in a battle now with Rudy aside, saying, "I'm going to go track down Stain." Um, this is that famous scene where you see. You see the Mark II. The Mark II. He's you know Rudy's like, "What can I do?" He's like, "Keep the skies clear." And as he leaves, he looks over at the Mark II, the silver war machine armor, and says, next time, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's the altar. That is the war machine. I don't like Don Cheadle. Okay. Why do you like Terrence Howard? I just thought it was better. Which is interesting, because the war machine had a Gatling gun in that scene. But in Iron Man 2... They put the uh, Gatling gun. Remember, it was uh, it was um. I don't remember Rockwell. it having that Gatling gun it, on yeah, it. Yeah, it had a Gatling gun. It was a Rockwell Industries put the Gatling gun on there. Right, that dud of a missile. Remember that missile that just. Oh yeah, I guess I think both. The, I think we're uh, more. It's more understanding to forget that there's a Gatling gun already on it, mm-hmm. going from one movie to the next, which is several years later. Mm-hmm. Instead of like you know, fifty minutes later, we've completely forgotten the Forgot fact the that heart. <laughs> that it's just keeping shrapnel out of his heart <laughs> and it's not keeping him alive. Yep. 
So this is this, this is the fi- we are at the scene where the final battle. Okay. This is when Iron Monger and Iron and Iron Man duke it out. They first start going through the the highway where uh, Iron Man has to save a family in a car and they proceed to run over them. You know what I found what? very interesting? What? Through my travels through life. What? I was listening to this song and the song said life is a highway. No, you're not going gonna, to ride it. You you're gonna all make, night long. This is this is going in the that is a nice song though. <laughs> I like that song. Life is a highway. No, it's a shit song. No, it's a great but song. But then he he blows up the fucking bus, but there's nobody on the bus. Why is there a bus? With nobody on it. Ask Michael Bay. I, I, you know, actually, Michael Bay would have people in there. Maybe no, like, Michael Bay would have had it. It would have been a fucking transformer. <laughs> the bus would have transformed. This was actually Michael Bay's favorite movie, uh, Marvel movie. I could see that. Yeah. I guess I don't know. So yeah, they fight, and then they, and then what? They 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 fight. Remember they. Go up in the air, and Jarvis is constantly updating Tony on the status of the, how much energy he has. Yeah, and they go up in the uh, you know as high as they can. And Iron Ironmonger doesn't have the proper equipment, but then he does because Stan's like, "I made some improvements, Tony." <laughs> yeah, I I got to be honest with you, like the bridges inside the machine acting not the best, not the best, not which the best. is you know as much as I enjoyed most of the most of his acting throughout the movie. Once he gets inside the machine, he just starts acting like a fucking lunatic. lunatic it just doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense Doesn't make sense any at all. sense. He should have been more cold and calculated. I would think so. I mean, he just seems to say shit like collateral damage. What, what the fuck is that, dude? Mm-hmm. Why? It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, yeah, so Iron Man goes flying, and he goes flying after him, which I guess is some, some kind of reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, we're... Sub- We've never seen this thing before. We've never seen this thing before. So the fact that he's like, I made some improvements too, Tony. <laughs> improvements to what, asshole? Uh, this is the first time we're yeah, seeing this We don't thing. know what you're talking about. Matter of fact, we've never even seen it in sunlight. So <laughs> we don't know what the hell the damn thing yeah. does. Uh, you know, but he starts flying after them and they Go get up into the, at the atmosphere, you know, the ozone or whatever the fuck, and he starts freezing over again as they approach space. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Tony's like, well, what did you do to solve the the, the free- freezing problem? The freezing problem, what which he didn't problem? do anything. So then what they problem? Uh, then they fall back down to earth, uh, and then <laughs> they go. They, they end up going to Stark Industries, where the arc reactor that is at the novelty arc reactor, the big one that's in Stark Industries. Yeah, the one that doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah, overloads and ended up taking out the, the Ironmonger and then they're saved and, you know. But there's a whole battle sequence. We can't do it blow by blow. No, I wouldn't. I mean, no. you know, there's the bus, there's the, the people in the minivan that are collateral damage, Tony. Collateral <laughs> 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 damage. What so, the fuck? The climatic showdown's based off of Iron Man number 200, which was back in November 86. Um, let's see here. According to Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stan was originally... That's 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the right fucking math. I don't care. <laughs> That's the point. It's not even the right math. 
That's the fucking point. Obadiah Stane was originally supposed to survive the final battle against Tony, with Stark opening up Stane's destroyed suit to find nobody there. Presuming this would have poised in return for the future movies, but that didn't happen, much like Obi-Wan dying in A New Hope. Mm. It took me a second to realize. So then we had the, the famous press conference where Coulson is uh, kind of primping Stark with the tell everybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but just before the final press conference, Tony Stark was reading a newspaper with a grainy amateur photograph of Iron Man on the cover. The picture is part of a video shot by onlookers hiding in the bush during initial filming that appeared on the internet in 2007. Ain't that something? It's something. Yeah. Um, the final scene in which Tony reveals the press that he is Iron Man is a reference to Avengers Disassembled miniseries. In the miniseries, uh, Stark, under the influence of Scarlet Witch, revealed himself to be the Secretary of Defense to the entire delegates of the UN with the exact line spoken in the film. To avoid spoilers about the final press conference, the extras were told that it was a dream sequence. I Am Iron Man was ad-libbed by Robert Downey Jr. So a big conference where he's starting to say, you know, uh, no, I'm not Iron Man, but then he just admits that he's Iron Man. And that's when it goes to the credits right away with Iron Man, I Am Iron Man by uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Actually, that's not by Ozzy Osbourne. It's by uh, his band. Or was it Ozzy Osbourne uh, Black Sabbath. It was Black Sabbath. So that was with him in the band. I think it would have been more effective if they did it at the very beginning when he came out of the cave. <laughs> just as I am Iron Man. Oh, oh, with this, the music? Yeah. That would have been cool. I didn't think about I, that. I think it just would have been more impactful yeah. than waiting till the very end to do it during the, the crawl. And then, of course, we get our first post-credit scene, which Wait, is uh, the... I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> Here's a folder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was cool because it, it definitely opened us up to like a bigger thing. You know, yeah. I think the Hulk's post credit was the intro to Thor, wasn't it? Yes. Or was that minute, Captain wait, America? Wait Cap. I think it might have been Captain America that opened us up to Thor. Because one of them was Coulson was going to the desert, desert. To, to figure out what yeah. the big thing was. Yeah. And it was Thor's hammer. Yeah. Thor's right. hammer was in the desert. Right. And then um, maybe, maybe the end scene had something to do with uh, Captain America being in the ice or something. I can't remember, dude. I'd have to go back yeah, and watch I can't. it. This is, it's this been that long that I haven't seen that Ed Norton Hawk. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I don't know. It's either. been forever. So that was Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, Can you believe Kingdom of the Crystal Skull had a bigger opening weekend than Iron Man? No, dude. Because, <laughs> well, I can because it had the, it had the back line. I mean, Indiana Jones was a huge fucking movie line. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact of the matter is, as it's said and done, Iron Man's a much better film than Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Crystal Skull. That's not even close. Shit. I mean, Crystal Skull. 
I don't even understand. I didn't even shit. understand Crystal Skull. Utter shit. The first time I watched it, I didn't even understand what the fuck was going on. I'm Neither like, do I. I don't think people. Were I watched it. it, and then I'm like, wait a minute, they're aliens? I don't. What the fuck, dude? I don't get this. I don't know either. I, I don't. I never understood it either. It came. They came out the same weekend. No, but I'm just saying it was the same year. Just oh, okay. Weekends. Okay. I was just wondering if it was just, they were up against each other. That would have been a bad choice. Um, <clears throat> Iron Man, I think, was May and Kingdom of Crystal Skull. That sounds Skull about like right. June or July, something like that. I don't know about Crystal. I didn't see Crystal Skull in the theaters. Uh, I saw Iron Man in the theaters. Well, I'm a big indie fan, so I went. I am. I came out feeling like, you know, someone just used an entire jar of Vaseline. And I just, I, I did not feel good. Well, I, see, I at least they used the Vaseline. <sighs> Unlike Pets. But I, I got to be honest, dude. I. I was not excited it. about Crystal Skull. <laughs> um, I was, I loved Indiana Jones. I liked the, you know, the first three movies. I might not be as big of a fan as you are. Just, you know, I might not be. I don't know. Um, That's for you to decide. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, uh, you know, I don't want to put it up on a shelf and say, this is my shelf and that's your shelf. Just don't want to do that to you. No shelves. Just We all have the same shelf then? I know that whatever shelf I was on, I was not excited about Crystal Skull. It did not look good. And it, I, I think Transform, did Transformers come out before or after that? After. Transformers was 2009. Oh, okay. So, they, so that kid, what was the kid famous for then? Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, Shia uh, LaBeouf. Holes? I know he did Holes, that Disney movie Holes. Which, I have no idea. That's a good question. Which was just dumb. Like, everybody talks about it like some big fucking deal, but it wasn't it was Tremors, stupid. that's for sure. No. That was Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Holes is a movie where they go out, they're like in detention, in some kind of detention center, and they go out and dig holes in the fucking desert. It's just dumb. I didn't like it. Hmm. It was boring. I fell asleep halfway through it, so I don't even remember what happened. I do that all the time now. Yeah, it's just dumb. Anyway, so... <laughs> but I don't know what else he was. I don't know either. Involved with maybe he did other Disney stuff. I'm trying to think because there was a reason he was chosen for that role. I don't know, man. I can't. His Transformers was 2000. Let me just make sure. Let me make sure. Now, I could have sworn Transformers was before that. The first Transformers movie was before that. Crystal Skull, and that's why he was so big. But I, I guess I'm wrong because I've Actually, been wrong right. about Transformers a lot. Transformers was 2007, so it was a year before. Oh, so, okay. So, so he right. was big because he of that. He was big because of that. You're right. Because there was a, you know, I remember like when Part Three came out and they did the young indie stuff and they had um, Phoenix, uh, River Phoenix in it. Like that Damn. was a big fucking deal. But yeah. he was a big deal already because he, he had deal. just he'd done. Um, Stand by me, and then he did uh, uh, the life of Jimmy Reardon, or what was that? What, what is? I don't remember. It, What's the next movie, Paul? I don't care. <laughs> do. There's no part of me that cares. I, I thought that's why we were starting to talk about that, Indiana Jones. That was a segue. That was a segue that I had planned because the next movie we're doing is, is the first Indiana. It's perhaps one of my favorite movies of all time. Raiders of Better the Lost than Star Wars. Wars. I'm talking about Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And we're going to be joined by Scott Schaefer. I don't, I don't even know if that's my favorite indie. I you still like Temple think of Doom. I'm a Temple of the Doom guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just like the, the little uh, 
Korean boy. A little Korean boy. I like myself some Korean boys. I short stack. Yeah. Played data in the Goonies. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome. So, I don't think he had any career after that. Uh, no. Um, he was like River Phoenix after Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Didn't have any career after that. He died. I dude. know. I know about the Viper Room. It's a joke. Very dark joke, but it was a joke. I don't think it was. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker. Ugh. Yuck. No, have you seen so. the latest trailer on that? No. Yuck. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. I am not looking forward to it. I'll watch it, but I'm not looking forward not to looking it at all. So. All right, well, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This was Iron Man. Uh, next next, uh, next week we'll be doing Rares of Lost Ark, and then after that we have a big May coming up, very big May, with two huge summer blockbusters. Do we? Yeah. I don't even know what the schedule is Jurassic anymore. Park. Right. And then Jaws. The first Jurassic Park? The first Jurassic Park and then Jaws. Okay. I've been waiting to do Jaws. Yeah, I know you you you're you know, you've had a massive heart on for I Jaws. do. I I mean I got the poster up on my wall. This yeah. is one of the best movies of all time. The it is the best horror movie of all time. Uh, it is the best horror movie of all time. I don't know. When's the last time you watched it? <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. I watch it all the time. Oh, okay. It's then phenomenal. I'll, you know, then it's phenomenal. I don't remember it holding up very well the last time I watched it. It still holds up extremely oh. well compared oh, to man. compared to like the other Jaws movies. Well, the other Jaws movies weren't exactly you know anything to write home about. They weren't even hardly anything to write home about. Jaws two was okay. Jaws two, yeah, that was Jaws okay. three sucked. <laughs> the revenge was Stalked horrible. Them. I don't even talk about revenge. Revenge <laughs> is like Crystal Skull. It was, know? dude. It was so it's bad. So we will do that movie. Brody's Cause, dead because that movie. Dude, we will need be to start good. doing some other type of movies. We did. We've been doing too many. Well, no, we just did. What do you mean? We we just did No Holds Bar, so we've done some shit films too. So we've done some shit. We did Pet Cemetery. We did No Holds Barred. We did um. We did a couple of shit. We did uh, Robin Hood. Pet Cemetery is not shit. We did um. And you just think it's shit. Black Panther. We've done some shit movies this year. I know. I just <laughs> I like the shit. But you want? You, I, I think Jaws: The Revenge would be a great movie to cover. Yes. Because even with the jar... The, was you it, know what I just watched the other day? What? Samurai Cop. It's the first time I saw it. i never seen... Is that with... Um... It's with no one. <laughs> no one is in this movie. Like, literally, the people in this movie never did anything else. It's just... It is a shit fest. It is the best shit fest I've ever seen, ever. It's awesome. It's my favorite shit movie of all Samurai time Cop? at this point. Yes. Oh. Is it? I mean, is where did you where did you see? It's it? on Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. This it is. It, it it's kind of like a really 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 bad version of Lethal Weapon. <laughs> we gotta do a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but do we do a good one or a bad one? <laughs> well, like Under Siege is a good good one because it's just it's just it whole it, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like his original movies are not that bad. Above the Law and mm-hmm. um, uh, oh Jesus Christ, he did that other the one with um, the weird science chick. Oh, what's her name? Man, she was hot back in the day. Yeah, man, was she hot? I I can't remember her name. We gotta do that. 
But I, but both of those movies were pretty good. That was the one where he was in the coma for like three years or whatever, and then mm-hmm. had to build himself back up. Uh, and then, uh, but then later, like after Under Siege, everything after Under Siege was just total crap. Under Siege Two was horrible. I think that was was that the one that was on the train. I have no idea. Or was that the one that was in Alaska? Like he just did so many really bad movies after that. We gotta do a Steven I, they, I started watching one on Netflix, the China salesman or whatever <laughs> the fuck it was. It was so bad, dude. I couldn't watch it. It had Mike Tyson, Steven Seagal, and a couple other people in it, but I couldn't make it more than twenty minutes in the movie. It was that bad. Right. I wanted to like that because I love. You ever seen the Tyson uh, advent, uh, mysteries? No. Oh, those are funny as shit, dude. They're they're on like uh, Cartoon Network. The Tyson mysteries. Yeah, I, I've got them. It's they're, they're funny as hell. It's Mike. It's basically Mike Tyson spoofing Scooby Doo. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's funny as shit. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know how the hell we got the Mike Tyson. Stuff. I don't know either. All right, let's cut this <laughs> and decide if we're going to actually do the other thing. Okay. Anyway, we're uh, we're out of time. We will see you before our ears are lost. Bye bye.